Hashtag SAFM Facts of Faith Patricia Dooley on SAFM I'm standing in for Naye this evening and uh, we are asking you the question, what is a fake pastor? So as we opened up, I gave reference to Matthew 7, 15 to 20. Perhaps it will be befitting for me to read it for you if you don't have your Bible at hand. Uh, beware. Um, well, this is from the New King James Version. You will know them by their foods. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's skin or clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruits is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. That's how I suppose the Bible is giving us a heads up on how to sift out the shaft from the wheat. And fake pastors, there's been many reports. And um, for us to know exactly how to spot them, we are joined on the line by Professor Dion Foster, who's the Professor of Ethics at Stellenbosch University and Director of the Bayer's Nordia Center for Public Theology. He's also the leader of Christians of South Africa. Professor Foster, good evening. Good evening, Professor Foster. Seems his line is giving us a challenge, but we are also joined by Apostle Derek Muswana, who is uh, from uh, the Faith Chapel International. Apostle Muswana, good evening. Evening, ma'am, and how are you? Apostle, I'm uh, very strong, but I'm very concerned because I'd like to know what a fake pastor is. Uh, from your stance as an apostle at uh, Faith Chapel International, how do we know a fake pastor? Uh, like you've already indicated, a fake pastor can only um, be identified by the fruits. There are those pastors who came into ministry uh, simply because there was a regulation vacuum in the body of Christ. There were no standardized procedures for pastoral ordination or appointments. That is why um, people saw it as an opportunity to use the vacuum to their own personal benefit. So a fake pastor one, it's self-centered. He does not bear the fruits of the Spirit. We've got um, verses that highlight us or that advises us as to what are the fruits of the Spirit. So a fake pastor, uh, it's self-centered. He's, everything is around him than the glory of Christ. Uh, every testimony is about him than the glory of Christ. He does not glorify our Lord and Savior, but he glorifies himself as if those powers are coming from himself. But nonetheless, we have been told even before that these times which we are at, the end times, we will witness a fake Christ. Christ has already indicated to us that in the end time, in the Laodicean Church age, we will have a fake people who will come and perform miracles and do exploits and wonders in the name of Christ. But because of testing the spirit, we must know that this one is not for Christ, but is against Christ. Well, you've established where your standpoint is. Uh, your other colleagues are with us on the line. Let me go to Professor Dion Foster, who's Professor of Ethics at Stellenbosch University and the Director of Bayer's Nordia Center for Public Theology. He's also the leader of Christians of South Africa. Professor Foster, good evening. Hi, Patricia. Thanks for having me on the line this evening. 
So, Professor Foster, simple question. What is a fake pastor? Yes, I think um, my colleague who's just spoken before has has given a very, very helpful overview. I think uh, fake pastors are religious leaders who prey on persons who have, uh, you know, beliefs and belong to faith communities, but do so for their own ends. So, you know, they, they very often... Um, what, what makes them difficult to spot is they're not so radically different that you can can easily identify them. You know, often they're people who know the scriptures. Um, they might show some aspects of care. They might be relatively charismatic so that people follow them. Um, their message might be quite an inspirational message. But very often, as, as the previous uh, uh, speaker has said, very often these are people who twist it to their own advantage or to the advantage of a particular movement or cause. And so rather than representing what historically has been uh, the witness of, of the Christian faith, it ends up being about their own fame, their own glory, their own wealth, and the building of their own kingdom. Um, so, so, and unfortunately, as, as we've just heard, there are many, many such women and men uh, across the world and even here in South Africa. A difficult time we live in indeed, especially when we know that uh, faith base uh, is a, a foundation of most communities. Let me go now to Bishop Maroti, who, uh, Bishop Maroti Mashashane, who's uh, from the South African National Christian Forum, and he's the president there. Bishop Mashashane, good evening. Good evening, and thank you for having us this evening. Bishop, uh, what is your stance? How do we spot out a fake pastor? Well, uh, uh, fake pastors or prophets or whatever you call it, as we are obviously saying fake, they fake everything. They fake to be too holy. They fake miracles. They can even fake prophecy. So once we're talking about a fake pastor, we're talking about somebody who claims to be what he is not really is. So as you correctly read your introductory verse, we will identify them through their works. Most of them, indeed, they are known as so-called men of God. And uh, in our country, unfortunately, they have succeeded in making a lot of us wish we were not Christians, actually. While we know that some have uh, succeeded in converting many uh, uh, souls, you know, to Christ with their divine acts, and unfortunately, I'm repeating, most of these fake pastors have only managed to mock the Christian religion or sector. Quickly, we identify them by number one, they only preach sweet messages. They never speak about a sin. They only proclaim prosperity, 
success and the blessings, especially targeting those who, uh, who are vulnerable. The society that is so desperate, the society that is seeking a miracle to convert or to upgrade their lives. Number two, they guide without being able to lead. Those are the people who use the Bible like our fellow brother who spoke before me said they may be knowing even the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. They only guide you with the Bible, but they don't lead you. A real pastor, the man of God, will be leading you because he is led by the Spirit of the Lord. And what the Spirit speaks to him, he will be able to articulate to his people. And that man, he will stand like Paul saying, imitate me as I imitate Christ. But fake pastors, they only guide you but they do not want you to know much about their private life because they know that they are faking everything. They are not true. Number three, quickly. Uh, fake, uh, fake pastors, they are the easy life kind of pastors. You see, if, if your pastor is the type that loves to take things easy and try to avoid offending his church members, then that pastor is a fake one because he cannot stand for the truth. He only preach what makes people to give him a fame. He's after a fame. He wants to be famous. He can waste much of the preaching time not speaking about the word of God, but busy telling us about his success, what car is driving. He doesn't tell you about where he fell. He only lets you know the good side of him. He makes himself a holy cow. So that is how you will identify the fake uh, pastors. And it is for that reason that South African National Christian Forum was formed to deal with those fake pastors who lack the, 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 the structure that is an oversight. So like the first uh, man of God who spoke here, uh, in the Christian sector, we've got a serious problem because we don't have one umbrella. We don't have an oversight. We don't even have the, 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 the ethics, you know, the code of conduct for so-called men of God or women of God. Lastly, before I take much of the time you, 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 you are uh, giving to me, the fake pastors, they are placing more emphasizes on tithes and offering than other biblical truths. So you can see that this man of God or this pastor is actually on a quick money-making uh, scheme. 
He doesn't preach other truth that will set people free, other truth that will make the body of Christ to be spotless and blameless as the word of God requires. But he is actually, uh, uh, you know, after money, speaking about the tithes, threatening people that if you're not, you know, giving your tithe, this will happen to you, the bad luck and all those things. So this is the situation we are facing in our country, in, 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 in South Africa. The Word of God says people shall know the truth and the truth shall make them free. All you need to do as the man of God is to give people the truth. The truth will set them free. Allow the Spirit of God to work with them because the Bible says, where the Spirit of the Lord, there is liberty. It is God who push people to give generously, to give freely, not out of any boundaries or any threats. I think for now, let me pause there. Thank you very much. We are talking about um, pastors and asking the question, what is a fake pastor? We have seen a lot of articles and reports about pastors utilizing uh, things like doom, for healing and miracles, um, getting their congregants to eat snakes and grass. Others have been reported to have raped. Others um, have falsified or even claimed to have gone into heaven and taken selfies in heaven. Others have raised people from the dead, but those people were not dead in the first place. And others even shaving people's pubic hairs for them to gain marriage, fame, fortune, and everything else. So are these pastors who conduct themselves in this way false pastors? Are they pastors that are real? I ask this question and I'm hoping that you'll interact with us. Please do send your voice notes and your WhatsApp messages to 0614104107 or SMS 41391. You can call in as well on 011-714-2006. Apostle Moswana, I'm coming back to you. You say by their fruits you shall know them. And this is the scripture that I read as we opened up the show from Matthew 7, uh, verse 15 to 20. Describe these fruits for us. Because some will say, the fact that we are eating grass, that is a fruit of faith. Others will say, the fact that we can spray doom, that is a fruit of faith. There's a pastor who was reported in Zambia um, to say he told his congregants that they must bury him in a grave cover him in soil and after three days he'll be found but after three days the congregants were shocked that he was dead so others will say these are signs that we have faith then we are doing these things so what are these fruits um i think uh, one thing that i also uh, feel the urge to correct is the um, the illusion that uh, we might be able to control a fake pastoring or fake ministering. Um, I think I'll, I'll, I'll rather go with the weight uh, minister because um, uh, we have got fivefold in, in the body of Christ, which is a pastor, a bishop, an apostle. All of these people have got fake officers that are practicing in those um, uh, portfolios. So um, the fruits are there in the scriptures. When um, Timothy uh, it's advising those that have got the edge 
um, um, the requirements to say this is what you must have. One, like I said, a fake pastor um, will be involved in extramarital affairs. He will draw around. Uh, he will entice these young girls and sleep with them in the name of deliverance and others. Uh, so there are three principles which normally uh, can make you to identify a fake pastor without even prophesying or fasting about that particular pastor. One, love of money is the root of all evil. The pastor will love money than any uh, anything else. Number two, the woman. The pastor will be after every nice woman that comes into church or that enrolls into the worship ministry. Number three, the pastor will be after popularity. If the pastor wants to populate himself, then Christ has a problem with that person. So it is up to uh, church members to test the spirit. Because if you don't test the spirit, uh, the spirit might deceive you. Um, we cannot say uh, performing signs and wonders uh, identifies one as fake or one as not fake. Paul himself was once beaten by a snake and he did not kill him, while at least people expected him to die from that. So signs and wonders does not in any how justify a fake pastor or, or, or a fake prophet. Those things can happen. Even I can perform those signs and wonders. But if I perform, like, like, like my fellow brethren has already indicated, that they can um, guide you, but they will never lead you. They will speak of this, but they will never do this, or they, they will never practice what they are preaching. Apostle okay. Mswana, there's something you've said, and I, I'd like you to assist us here. When you say, even the Bible says, test the spirit, test every spirit. How do we test it? Because a lot of people who are in these congregations that have fake pastors or so-called fake ministers, uh, flood into these churches in their numbers, in thousands at times. So are, are we saying that all these people are not able to test or we are not taught how to test, even though it's in the um, Bible? No, no, uh, we, we have not yet. You know, you cannot uh, be, be converted to Christ today and tomorrow be able to contest the Spirit. Uh, one must go through this um, education. That is why we are saying because of uh, the vacuum that we are having in the body of Christ, people are no longer taught the content or the weight of God in full. Um, they get saved today from a crusade. Tomorrow they are already ushers and ministers, and uh, they are given portfolios because of their uh, community status or money level or whatsoever that might have brought them to Christ. So these fake ministers, they will go into a rural community and know that the community is poverty stricken. They will speak about miracles. One, they will speak about easy victories and uh, your, 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 your miracle money, your everything. They will speak of those things that people will want. And when people come in, uh, they will bring all the money to the body of God, to, to the house of God, and that man will not do because uh, when when money comes into church there's a strict regulation that tithings malachi uh, gives us guidance to say these monies are not for the uh, betterment of a pastor 
but for the they are for the food in the house of God. So there are pastors who will wake up today without even brushing their teeth and go to the pulpit and say, tithe belongs to the pastor. That is wrong. If your pastor is practicing such, that pastor is a thief. He's running a Ponzi scheme. Tithes and offerings uh, must be given to the house of God. Uh, Apostle Moswana, you still haven't answered. How do we test? Because as a person, I want to know that I enter into this congregation. um, I must test the spirit. The Bible says so. So how do I test? What is the litmus that I use for this test? That's why I'm saying it's a difficult one to test them because Christ said they will not only deceive new converts, but they will deceive even the scribes and the sages, those that were there before they could even practice uh, their fake pastoring or their fake ministry. Uh, they will deceive those people because it's, it's very difficult to can spot a fake pastor and say this one is fake. People just use their assumptions. Normally in South Africa, they say every foreign minister that is practicing here is fake. But that is not the true version of things. Uh, people are now saying um, if you are a pastor and you are driving expensive cars, that says you are fake. No, 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 no. Pastors must not be sent to poverty because they are afraid to be associated with fakeness. It's only in the spirit that we can be able to contest that. And unfortunately, because the spirit is not regulated, that's where the problem lies. Because now, um, it's only those that are spiritually grown to that level of testing spirit that will be able. But the majority of the converts who are unable to test the spirit, they will move from one church to another in search for miracle or an enticing gospel, a gospel that speaks into your favor but does not speak favor to your life, a gospel that speaks uh, about prosperity but does not speak about repentance. Because in order for one to contest the spirit, that person must first repent. You cannot test a godly spirit if you are still in sin. You must be moved from one level to another in order for you to test the spirit. Sinners will never test the spirit because they still remain in the bondage of sin. So until these people teach people to let go of sin, because people come into church involved in a masculine marriage arrangement, and they are given high-profile positions, those people will never test the spirit because, one, they must first let go of the masculine Sisters in church are dropped off by their boyfriends and they are using mabuso money to offer into the house of the Lord. And we expect them to test the spirit. It's impractical for a sinner to test the spirit. So, unfortunately, 80% of the converts in South Africa, they have not yet let go of the sin. They are here enjoying sin with fork and knife, and they expect us to uh, allow them or they expect us uh, to believe that they can test the spirit. No, it must first start with repentance. People must let go of their evil ways first. Then mm. after, that's when they will be able to can say, but this one is not speaking according to the Bible, or this one is not practicing what Timothy uh, or what Paul has advised the church Thank you, thank you Apostle Thank you, Apostle. I'm going to allow Professor Foster to also come in here. Professor Foster, I've heard uh, what um, Apostle Muswana has said, um, and, and I understand, but it still gives me little comfort to know 
you know, that it, it takes time before one can test the spirit um, in order to know whether or not you're in a congregation where there's a fake pastor that is ministering to you or a fake prophet that is ministering to you. So is there a way to test or do you have to go through repentance and, and the process that Apostle Mswana has said? And if that's the case, then it will be inevitably difficult for a person who's under a fake pastor or a fake prophet or a fake apostle to learn what repentance is, to actually go through the process of repentance and then understand the Bible and move from the levels that um, Apostle Swana speaks about and then be able to test the spirit. They'll end up in that congregation eating snakes, being raped, because that's what they are being taught. So how Hmm. do we test the spirit, Professor? Yeah, Patricia, you put your, your hand on, on the real issue here. There are absolutely very, very clear things that we can do to test, uh, you know, the, the, the veracity and the validity of people in ministry. And they come to us, of course, from the scriptures that, that we hold on to. Um, as, as Apostle Moswana has, has mentioned, Paul's letter to Timothy, uh, I'd encourage our, our uh, listeners to go and read that, 1 Timothy chapter 3. Uh, the first, uh, you know, five verses there are very clear, saying anyone who aspires to be an overseer uh, desires a noble task. Verse two: This person must be above reproach morally. Uh, this person must be in uh, a, a relationship with one wife, and I say if, if it's a woman, it with one husband. They must be temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach not abusive of wine, not violent, but gentle, peaceable, and free from the love of money. So, so I think what Apostle Moswana is saying is, is absolutely right. I mean, um, Patricia, I think one of the problems that we have is that very often these charlatans in the church set themselves up as, as what we would term exceptional. They say, well, general morality and general rules in society, general conduct, whether it's economic conduct, sexual conduct, uh, that's that applies to you, but I'm an exception to that rule. Now, that that should be your first warning sign. If you go into a community and you find that there is a person there who presents themselves as exceptional. So often the signs are they have a car, which is much more expensive than the community they're serving. They don't live in that community, but live elsewhere. Um, they they present themselves as being far more highly qualified. They they present themselves as being the only ones who can hear the message of God in Christ, who who in a sense, you know, have a hotline to God in heaven. Um when when those kinds of things come up, when when your your senses rise, when you can see this person skating very, very close to to sexual impropriety, when when they they are far too concerned about their ego and their public image, that's a, a sure, sure sign to see that that person is, is not there to serve. The other thing that I'd also say, Patricia, is, is we must look at the fruit of these communities. Um, what, what I heard both from Bishop Maroti and uh, Apostle Moswana was, was very encouraging to me, that the purpose of religious communities is to serve God's kingdom, which is about the good of the people. So if you come to a church where you can see they're putting all of their money into their, their own coffers, they're using their money to build their own kingdom, they're not educating, they're not feeding, they're not providing health care. Uh, churches at this time should be helping people with voter registration and educating them about their democratic rights. And you can see that a church is only concerned with its own well-being or the well-being of its pastor and leadership. That should be an immediate sign to you that something is not right here. You know, the church is meant to be uh, an open institution, open to the world. Um, we, we speak about it being part of the Missio Dei, 
the mission of God, the work of God in the world. And I often judge churches and pastors by saying, does this person sound like Jesus sounded? Would Jesus say amen to the sermon that they're preaching? Does this church, this community, act in a way which is consistent with what we read in the Gospels and we see in the ministry of the apostles like Paul and Peter and others? And if I can't see that, I would say to myself, that's, that's problematic. One last thing that I'd say, Patricia, again for, for our listeners, go and have a look at uh, the fruits of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5, uh, from verse 22 uh, to, to 23. Listen to this. This is what your pastor your prophet, your apostle, your bishop, your overseer should display in their life. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. It's joy. It's peace. It's patience. It's kindness. It's goodness. It's gentleness. It's self-control. Against these things, there is no law. So often when I look at people, you know, uh, with their YouTube channels and their, you know, Instagram followers and, and their Facebook pages, I begin to say, oh my goodness, I can see the Spirit of the Lord is, is, is not there. The, the fruit of the Spirit are not evident. So for me, that would be a warning sign. This person has deviated from the true path. Let me go to our callers on the line as we ask the question, what is a fake pastor? I'll start off with Colin in Cape Town. Good morning, Colin. Oh, in fact, it's good evening, Colin. <laughs> good evening, Patricia. You sometimes in the morning and then late that night and you're on again tonight. And you are always with me, so I enjoy (laughs) coming to work. It looks like you don't get time off like the others. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would like to ask your guest. Any of them can answer it for me. Now, take myself. I go to a church. How do I identify a fake pastor? I'm going there for a week or a month or two or five years. The only time I sort of identify him as fake, if he's in the news, he did something wrong or something like that. So that's the only time. But I can follow him for 10 years, provided that he keeps his nose clean, he's out of the newspaper, he hasn't done this, he hasn't done that. And also, uh, team also, how do you identify a gentle, a kind, loving pastor? When on a pulpit is a kind, loving gentleman, lady pastor, whatever it is, but only afterwards you find out in the news. Now, um, the Bible states about uh, a wolf in sheepskin. Now, not one of your guests spoke about he who contaminates an innocent mind is better for him to have a millstone around his neck and to be cast into the sea. So in other words, how, or guess, how does an individual identify a fake pastor? Thanks very much, Patricia. I'll listen on the radio. Thank you very much, Colin. And let me give this one to Bishop Mashashane. Bishop? Bishop Mashashana, are you still there? Yes, I am here. Thank you very much. Uh, I think here we need to also differentiate different ways of identifying the fake. I'm going to use so-called men and women of God because it's not only pastors like my brother Mushwan has mentioned, we're talking about 
the fivefold ministries which can be saved in different ways. Firstly, the, my brother has spoken about testing the spirit. When we talk of testing the spirit, we're not talking about the church testing the spirit of its own leader. When the Bible speaks of testing the spirit, it is speaking about when you've got a visitor or you are meeting somebody who is claiming to be godly. You are also a Christian, whether matured or baby Christian, doesn't matter. But because it is the first time you're meeting that person who claims to be who he is, then you need to be able to test the spirit. And your question was much of saying how the word of God in the book of First John, it says every spirit that does not declare, declare Christ who came in the flesh, that spirit is not of God. In other words, anyone who contradicts the word of God, that person is not of God because God can never lie. It is his nature that when he speaks, he doesn't contradict himself. The spirit follows on what God has said because he put his word in front of his will. So God never changed. Number two, we need to know them by their, their fruits. This is the main thing. On my first statement, I mentioned a number of things. Those are the fruits which you can question and therefore compare with what God says. Then you can see this is contrary. Like I said, such people, they take glory and credit for themselves. Such people, they say to you, follow what I say, don't follow what I'm doing. Such people, they take everything easy. You report something happening in the church, whether it's a rape or whatsoever, or there's a man in the church who is abusing his wife, the pastor will take it easy and not confront his member to deal with the situation because of course, his life is not straight, and he cannot correct anyone when he is having a double standard of life. Number three, we are having what we call the qualifications for the office, which Professor Dion Foster has mentioned from the book of Timothy, but that cannot be used when we're talking about the fake pastor, that one needs to be used as our measuring tool when we ordain, when we appoint and officialize somebody to hold an office in the body of Christ. It is for that reason 
that South African National Christian Forum have asked the president of the country to give us a certificate of recognition so that we can formalize the Christian sector and make it a profession because at the moment, whether you identify the pastor who is fake, you've got the less that you can do. All you're doing is to say we're condemning all this in all terms. But you don't stop the man to do what he is doing because there is no regulator, there is no a recognized structure that can say we are closing this church, this church is not a real church, this church is a mafia church or whatever case. We all talk about it. So it is for that reason that we have now agreed with the president of the country together with the minister of culture that first of all, we need to have a structure where whistleblowers can be able to report such issues. At the moment, the only way you can do that is simply to go to CRL and they are just a commission. They will investigate the matter, condemn it or whatever, but they don't have the powers to deal with that fake pastor. So at the moment we say, let all pastors, as we have now agreed, that whoever is going to register a church will then need to belong under a certain umbrella. If your church is a Muslim church, you need to be under umbrella of Muslims. If it is a Christian, you need to be under the, the South African Christian Forum. If it's a Buddhism and so forth, so that those structures are empowered to have an oversight on you. People can blow the whistle. Like the caller has said, the only time I know that my pastor is a fake one is when he appears on the news mm. or when... All right, uh, Bishop Masashana, let's uh, continue. I've got uh, calls here. I'm going to go to Andrew, who's in Durban, and I'm going to kindly ask that we all keep it short and sweet and to the point because uh, we have an address with the president at 8, so we will be going to the news five minutes earlier. Andrew, good evening. Hey, good evening. How are you? Strong. Yes. Yeah, no, all, all I want to say, there are two points. Uh, I think the issue of doctrine is very important because doctrine is what determines whether someone is a fake pastor or not a fake pastor. And that is also, I I, I take, uh, I mean, if you look at the Bible, what it says is, uh, whosoever, like in Second John 1 verse 9, if you look at Second John especially, I think it deals that very well. Second John chapter one verse nine. It says, "Whosoever transgresses and departed not in the doctrine of Christ, he had not caught, he had not abided in the doctrine of uh, Christ, he had not caught the Father and the Son." Okay. And then also besides the doctrine, there are even these uh, conventional churches. Some of them do have doctrines that are not uh, biblical. I'll check one of them that recognizes Mary as the, I mean, when they are praying and all that. That is not a good deduction. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the churches that are currently coming up are only the ones that are 
of preaching doctrines that are not correct and thus being deemed uh, as fake uh, churches. Thank you very much, uh, Andrew. Thank you. Uh, We appreciate that. Let me go to Samson. Please keep it short and sweet. Samson, good evening. Good evening. How are you? Strong, I'm Samson. I'm going to be very quick. Excellent. Right. Uh, I wanted to say, the Bible clearly says to us, we don't have to despise the prophet. Right. In uh, Thessalonians chapter, uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse, nine, uh, verse 19, it says, despise not the prophet. Right. Uh, then it went on to say, quench not the spirit. But then again, in, 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 in Revelation chapter 19, if, if, if you read it, I'm going to just take the last, the last chapter. It says, the, spirit, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophet. Meaning all the prophets that might prophesy uplifting their names and whatever, we can regard them as the false prophets. But if the prophet is testifying the uplifting of Jesus Christ, then that's the true spirit of prophet. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's go to a quick break. We'll be back with your voice notes. Hashtag SAFM Facts of Faith. Good evening, Patricia. Speaking to Lazarus Malipeng at Olivier Nautposh. Fake pastors is those who are not called by God, but those who put themselves on the throne to get money from our citizens. Thank you. Hello, Sister Patricia. How are you? And the production team, Pastor Ken, Eben. Yeah, one of the marks for fake pastors is the uh, gap of the wealth in terms of wealth, the gap between the church and the pastor. If you see that the gap is too big, the church is languishing in, in poverty. And the pastor is living a luxurious life, having Lamborghinis, having helicopters, private jets. Then you should know that there is an element of manipulation. Well, let's uh, ask our uh, guests uh, to wrap up. Please do so in uh, just under a minute because of time. And I'll start with you, Professor Foster. Please do wrap up our discussion today on what is a fake pastor. How do we spot them? Absolutely. Patricia, just to say, firstly, there are many, many wonderful women and men who serve our communities very faithfully. And we should look to them as our examples. And let's use the scriptures as our guide, the traditions of our churches to guide us. And let's also just use our standard moral compass. If you can see people are deviating from that, let's hold them to higher account. That's so true. Very necessary. Thank you very much for joining us, Professor Foster. And uh, let me come to you, Bishop Mashashane. Please keep it under a minute for us. Thank you very much for having us. Indeed, in in our closure, a fake pastor is anyone who contradicts the word of God, either by action or by his teachings or doctrine. That pastor is a fake one because he is not grounded in the Word. Remember, we need to be led by the Word so as to have faith. Faith comes by hearing. So when there is no truth of the Word, we will not be having faith, but we are driven under manipulation and Thank Thank you you so very very much. much. Thank you, Bishop Mashashane. Let me go now and wrap with Apostle Muswana. Apostle? Yes. Uh, 
My sister, I think it's very difficult to identify. We need to all agree that it's very difficult or impractical to identify a fake passport at the current moment without the spirit. However, we must also uh, be aware that no man on this world will have the authority to can regulate the church. Uh, we are led by the spirit. Some of the things you cannot, you can never regulate. So uh, my fellow um, brother here was saying uh, they need a structure that will recognize blah, 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 blah. We as uh, the Christians of South Africa, we are not uh, into church regulation. The church can never be regulated. However, we have got this fake pastor, which is a prophecy that must come to fulfillment because they have been prophesied before and now it shall come to pass. Only judgment or only in judgment will we be able to can say this one was fake and this one was uh, not fake. And uh, until then, let's work for the body of Christ. Preach your truth and let them preach their uh, fake uh, gospel, we will all meet in heaven where God will be the judge of everything. Thank you so very much for joining us uh, there, Apostle Muswana. The time now is five minutes to eight because we're having the present uh, addressing at eight o'clock. We are going a bit earlier to the news. Thank you very much for joining us on Facts of Faith. I'm sure with all um, that our guests have said and the scriptures that we have shared, you will be able to sift out the wheat from the shaft and you will know a fake pastor from the real. Off to Mudupi with the news. Hola.